What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. Um, this is the September, I believe this is episode 13. Um, it'll be 12 or 13 as we get it going. Uh, it's mid-September, and I'm excited to be sitting down with the Plastics Industry Association. Uh, we're down in Washington, D.C., just wrapping up the fall annual meeting. So thank you guys all for sitting down and, and joining me this morning. I, I look forward to the conversation and think there's a lot of interesting stuff we can talk about plastics specific as well as kind of industry trends and, and things going on. Um, so start off, I guess we'll just go around the room and, and give a little intro on yourself and who you are and, and how you work with plastics. Great, thanks. Um, my name is Patty Long. I'm the Executive Vice President for the Plastics Industry Association and in that role I oversee our supply chain councils, uh, our sustainability efforts, and government affairs. And I'm Kim Holmes. I'm Vice President of Sustainability. Uh, so I uh, manage the, the association's kind of sustainability goals and efforts, as well as the Recycling Committee. I'm Mia Quinn. I head up communications here at Plastics, and I'm fairly new to the organization and come from um, political campaigns and issue campaign background. Hi, I'm Katie Hanzarek. I work closely with our Equipment Council here at the Plastics Industry Association, and I also head up our Future Leaders in Plastics group. I've been with the association for about six years now, and association man management is, I guess, my career path. Yeah, and I guess just getting getting right into it, um, what, what are some of the biggest things you guys are, are working on and seeing in the industry as both positive and, and you know, uh, I think there's a little bit of negative connotations going on that I know you guys work closely to try to change the conversation on things that are going on. So what are some of the, the big things you guys are seeing, obviously, specifically with the plastics organization and industry and, and some of the big things you guys are working on? Yeah, so <clears throat> I'll just kind of give a quick overview on the association because um, we are pretty large diverse organization and we represent the entire supply chain for plastics so everything from the uh, resin suppliers to machinery equipment uh, processors and brand owners um, each of those subsets has unique sets of issues that they care about but as a broad industry I would say that um, the perception of plastics um, and sustainability is really driving a lot um, of what we do these days and driving a lot of concerns of our members. So as, as Patty mentioned, sustainability is a big focus. And at the meeting this past week, we kept hearing that as um, you know, a, a primary issue for all of our councils and committees. So uh, some of the, the goals we have around our sustainability efforts, you know, first and foremost, we want to raise awareness about the sustainability advantages of plastics as a material. Uh, they perform very complex jobs um, and they do it in a very efficient way, which means um, they're good for the environment. So we want to make sure that um, the, the rest of the consumers and brand owners understand that message. Um, but equally important, uh, we need to make sure that we're managing our plastics at end of life in a responsible way. And that means recovering them and managing them as a resource. So obviously a lot of our efforts are focused on that end-of-life management piece. Um, but we, we, I'm very proud of the association that we adopted a sustainability statement as of last year. Um, and really our goals are embodied in that statement. Um, and so we are encouraging all companies in the plastics manufacturing space to make sure that sustainability is a guiding principle at all levels of their operations. And really that means driving value creation for society, environment, and the industry in all that they do. And I guess to, to 
to get more maybe specific or kind of in the the day-to-day what are some of your guys's immediate goals or things you guys are, are actively doing and working on to really make a difference obviously I think everyone will agree that it's all very important and there's a lot of conversations we should be having and a lot of things we should be doing and it's a it's a pretty hefty goal I think and obviously it'll take you know baby steps to get there but what are some of the immediate things you guys are doing and, and tangible things you guys are working on to to achieve that so in a minute I'll pass it over to to Mia who can talk about sort of the the public perception of plastics because that's really driving a lot of sort of bad ideas um, that are coming at us um, but before that it Kim and I can both speak to some of the proactive efforts um, that are going on. One is on the legislative front, um, you know, with a lot of these bans coming out. Um, that's sort of a quick and easy fix um, in some people's minds. And um, we've sort of been challenged to put forward a proactive solution. We think uh, the solution to marine debris is a waste management solution um, dealing with sort of the lack of recycling infrastructure. So um, we've pulled together a coalition of 13 organizations. Um, We have drafted legislation um, that we're advancing at the federal level um, to get federal investment in a lot of different areas from consumer education to technology, things like investment tax credits, um, retrofitting for MRFs and those sorts of things. So, I mean, in the next six months, we're going to be spending a lot of time. Um, we have a draft legislation. We are uh, collecting sponsors. Um, we hope to have a bill number in about a couple you know, months or so um, and start uh, getting that uh, moving on Capitol Hill. Um, Kim can talk sort of to the, you know, once you get that collection part, um, the next piece of that is building out the end markets and the need for the recycled content. Yeah, so a a lot of our work at the association um, includes everyone across the supply chain, which I think is a really important piece in that recovery work um, because it really does take everyone's engagement and experience to really begin to innovate and create new solutions. So um, as the supply chain, we are also the consumers of plastics. And so I think we're uniquely positioned to be driving new demand for recycled content. And so that's really the place at which we approach our demonstration work. How can we create new demand for recycled materials? So we have a couple of innovative demonstration projects underway, um, looking at going after end-of-life vehicle bumpers, for example. That's an entirely new stream of material that's not currently being collected. Um, And we've, through the course of evaluation, and exploration, um, we've determined that the material is very high value material and that there are some very good end markets for that. Um, Another project we have is in film, looking at polyethylene film that's returned to retail. So all of those film items that consumers um, encounter, whether it's their shopping bag or their Ziploc bag, that's all eligible to go back to your retail location. Um, There's a lot more supply than there is demand right now. And so um, we have done a a number of uh, different samples and techniques for processing them in a cost-effective way and are really beginning, now that we understand the material, are really beginning to explore and unlock some exciting end market opportunities that could um, really create some some new demand opportunities. And I think Mia and probably Katie, you guys can probably talk to it best about how you guys are getting the word out there and, and really building the awareness. Uh, obviously this 
I think week has been great with the messaging and talking about what you guys are doing. And I think obviously everyone at this event is in the plastic supply chain somewhere and understands the importance of it. Obviously, that's probably the minority. It's probably kind of an uphill battle trying to get the word out there and everyone knows it's important and sees the articles. But how do you, how are you guys crafting messaging or really getting the word out there and talking to industry partners about what people can do to make an active change and, and what's what's really going on and what are the really attainable goals to to where things can go? One of our main efforts is a resource we created that we launched in May called This Is Plastics. And um, encourage you all to visit it at thisisplastics.com. But it's a resource that gives people within the plastics industry ways to talk about plastics with people outside of the industry. So, you know, we're all at barbecues or church and, you know, people know that you work in the plastics industry and have a lot of questions. And we want people to be able to serve as ambassadors or advocates for both the industry and the material. Um, so this is trying to give everyone easy ways to talk about it, things we can remember, lots of graphics, shareable on social media, um, and really empower people to be advocates um, and di- kind of di- dispel myths in an easily digestible way because sometimes we get a little sciency on people and no one understands. Um, and we know that, like you said, Ben, not everyone knows what we know. You know, there's rumors, there's myths, there's naysayers. Um, so this is empowering people with the truth about our industry and about a material that makes a really positive impact in people's lives every day. To the point of creating plastics ambassadors, the association about four years ago noticed that a number of our really engaged leaders that come from you know member companies, they are about to retire in the next five or so years. And how are we going to see those future leaders within our association? And we also know This is happening internally within companies in the plastics industry. So we were like, should we have a young professionals group under our umbrella at the Plastics Industry Association? So we started with a brainstorm session with some young professionals in the industry. It was very clear they were energized to be around other peers their own age, experiencing similar type of issues throughout the industry. our association knew this was a demographic we needed to tap in and again make them advocates for the material, make them proud to be working for such an innovative and creative industry. So, you know, FLIP has continued to grow uh, and, and evolve. We meet quarterly to try to stay top, on top of projects. Like we have a mentorship program where we pair. Uh, young professionals in the industry with more tenured people in the industry. We're just trying to create a place where young people feel welcomed and can grow within the industry and make sure that we're retaining all this um, industry knowledge from the people who are tenured in the industry and growing the, the new people and getting them excited about working for the industry. Yeah, I'm proud to say I'm a part of that, and this was my first time coming to a, a flip-specific meeting, which has been really cool. Um, it's I think it was a little intimidating, you're right, coming into the industry from not being in the industry at all and, and seeing this group of people that are an older demographic, and everyone seems to kind of know everybody. And then I'm obviously the new guy in the room, and obviously there's a lot of people kind of under 40 that fit the flip mold that you walk into the room and you're like well all these people know each other how do you start that and it was pretty cool this morning in the meeting it it does seem like you look around the room and these are people that assuming everyone stays in the industry with their companies or if anybody moves around it's you're gonna have you know contacts and resources for what could be a a long career so it's definitely an interesting organization and excited to to be a part of it Um, maybe changing gears a little bit I know 
you guys obviously have a very strong um, team working with Capitol Hill and DC specifically. And I know, I don't know, do, do you guys work specifically with DC, like you, the four of you, or? I, I'm probably, uh, government affairs is, is under me. So we <clears throat> deal with all the legislative issues, um, tax, trade, um, environment, um, et cetera. We also do a lot of regulatory work in Washington um, with the EPA, with the FDA, um, OSHA, uh, et cetera. So we have experts uh, on our staff who are very knowledgeable about the regulatory process, have um, um, great contacts in those agencies, and so it's a, it's a great resource for members who are not sure where to go with a question. Um, we do a lot of really proactive work also um, on standards um, related to machine safety and, and other issues along those lines. And I guess for companies listening that may want to get involved, uh, obviously you guys deal specifically with plastics, but um, you guys, I would assume, maybe would have resources for other different types of companies or customers as well, just to point them in the right direction. Um, but what are some of the, the ways that companies can get involved, either if companies want to really be active and, and come to meetings and, and come be involved with the fly-in and things like that, or if companies just have questions or need kind of direction on something going on and maybe don't want to get super hands-on involved with the plastics organization, but just have a question and, and need to get an answer, what is the best way or recommendation you guys would have for companies out there to either get very involved or just have a, have a question and, and want to, to get in contact with somebody? Yeah, I would point them to our website, which is www.plasticsindustry.org. Um, there's a wealth of information on there, um, everything from information on tariffs to other issues that, that we're working on. We have a lot of meetings. We host anywhere between 20 to 30 meetings every year on really specific issues from things like vinyl to fluoropolymers to transportation and industrial plastics. So, you know, going on the website, you can see a whole listing of the meetings that we're having, and you don't need to be a member to join those meetings, um, but that's a great way um, to kind of kick the tires a little bit, um, get a feel for uh, what's going on in the association, um, you know, but but there's a lot of free resources for people to take advantage. And then if you do feel like you're, you like what you see, you're interested in, in knowing more, there is, uh, you know, a, a membership button. Um, there's also just, I think, a, an open button where you can um, type a question in, and we have someone that monitors that and will direct it to the appropriate person. So we, we also have a lot of tools and resources that are available to members and non-members alike, um, particularly, um, so we, we talked about the perception of plastic. So thisisplastics.com um, is a resource that, that um, people can use. The other thing um, in the sustainability area, we develop a lot of programs that are designed to help um, our members and, and other people in the industry 
uh, manufacture sustainably. So we have a program called Operation Clean Sweep, which is a, sort of a good housekeeping best practices program. It's a lot of tools and resources to help those who use um, pellets, powder, and flake um, to keep those materials from escaping into the marine environment. Um, we also have a program uh, called uh, the Zero Net Waste Program, and I'll let Kim talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, as I mentioned uh, when I was talking about our sustainability goals, we really want people to recognize and manage plastics as a resource. Um, and that's just not an end of life, but also through the manufacturing process. So um, we have developed the Zero Net Waste Recognition Program to help our members um, really manage all of the scrap material that's coming out of their operations and uh, divert it away from the landfill and get it channeled into the proper recycling systems. Um, so it's a very nice, um, the program includes a, a toolkit that walks you step by step through the process of how to achieve that, how to set your goals, how to get buy-in from your leadership, how to get um, the, the program up and running, find your vendors and engage your employees. And we've had a number of our members implement the program and they've been very pleased with um, the the type of engagement it allows with the employees. And the employees really enjoy participating in it. Um, and frankly, they like working for a company that they know cares and is doing the right thing. And then um, as a reward for participating in the program and, and setting your goals and working towards your goals, we publicly recognize our members for those achievements. So it's a, it's a great program that we look forward to expanding. And actually, we are rolling out kind of a, a refreshed look of the program later this month. Those companies also note uh, that they are actually saving money um, and um, in some cases making money um, by diverting the materials to the proper uh, places. And I can add that one of the FLIP members was one of the champions for that program for his company. So there is a lot of passion for that topic for the millennial generation. So definitely something that FLIP is interested in as well. Yeah, I think that's probably a great piece for the FLIP group too. I think a lot of obviously everyone in the FLIP group is on the younger side and is probably an advocate for most companies for technology and things to have on the website and things like that. Whether or not they have a marketing background, it, it seems like a lot of companies across you know every industry, it's not just plastics, but see young employees like, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you guys think about doing this on the website? Just assuming that they're young and know the website stuff. So probably a great piece of FLIP too is, is being able to, to do that as well. Um, very high level theoretical question uh, that I'm going to ask and I'm curious to see what you guys say. If you guys had the full attention of the top thousand companies in the U.S., every single employee from CEO to janitor, what's one thing you guys would want to say or uh, tell them or put in front of them that if we can guarantee they would digest it? You know, what, What's something you'd like to tell them and have them know and, and be aware of to improve not just the plastics industry as a whole, but you know the, the global marketplace and, and things that are going on. What's one thing you'd love every company to know and every executive down to just you know your intro employees? What's one thing you'd love to get in front of them? I'm gonna I'm gonna go around the room, so I need an answer from everybody. <laughs> I would just say that that plastics is the future. Um, there is so much potential. I mean, we all want to. Um, work in an industry that is going to make a difference uh, in the world. And um, I think the younger generation in particular is is really um, 
focused on that. And just when you look at, you know, some of the challenges that we face as a society, overpopulation and feeding everyone. I mean, plastics um, plays an integral role in in all of that. Um, and so uh, I think there are a lot of um, problems going forward that plastics will solve. And so I'm very excited that we've got more younger people engaged. Um, these are the people that are going to fix a lot of the the things that we're dealing with and and I think um, as long as people start thinking about plastics in the right way um, the sky is the limit. Yeah I agree with Patty Um, there is a bright future for plastics but one of the challenges we're faced with today is the perception of plastics and I know Mia's team spends a lot of time on this and there is a lot of media attention on marine debris and some of the environmental challenges we face Um, but I think we can seize on that as an opportunity to galvanize the industry um, and really motivate them to begin to think about how they can be good environmental stewards. Um, And many of our members are. We have some fantastic examples leading the way. And so if everyone were to follow that lead, I think we'll be in in a very different place in terms of how our materials are perceived and some of the environmental challenges we face. I want them to know that plastics makes people's lives better every single day. Yeah, I want the people to realize that this is an awesome industry to work for. It's innovative. It's full of passion. Um, our association is unique since we do bring that full supply chain together. So we are bringing the industry together to solve issues that we're encountering. And um, we're excited about FLIP and this association and definitely proud to work for this industry. Awesome. I think definitely some good good insights and, and pretty specific advice, hopefully at least a few listeners to this will take bits and pieces of it and, and at least do some research and maybe apply it to their own businesses and if nothing else just grow a little bit of awareness for the state of the industry and obviously what's happening in DC and, and kind of almost behind the scenes that they may not be aware of even though it may be on their behalf and for the betterment of their company so hopefully we can bring a little bit of awareness by some of these listeners and, and people we have listening to our um, podcast so I guess just to wrap it up quickly I'll, I'll give it to you Mia if you want to just talk about uh, best ways for people to get involved or get more info. Obviously, I know it's a big part of your job is, is getting the word out there and, and seeing what resources are out there on the communication side. So what's what's the best way for people? I know we mentioned a little bit of it, but as a good wrap up of how people should get involved and, and good resources for people that can, can learn more about it if they're interested to know more. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, please visit thisisplastics.com. You'll find so many resources. Type something in. See, you know, if you're in conversations about straws, type it in. See what you can find. And if it's not there, what you're looking for, um, contact us. It's on the website also. We're it's a dynamic site, and we're learning every day what we need to add to it. So, so contact us. Get in touch with Ben um, because we we're gonna be be rolling it out at at, um, at the chemical company as well, and. Um, and we want you to use some of those resources that are, are specifically for members. We've got things in there like um, templates to help you go present at your kid's school or to your local chamber of commerce. Um, and if again, if a resource isn't there, tell us and we'll probably want to create it. So thank you all so much. So yeah, I came I came back earlier and you guys were doing a little bit of brainstorming it seemed like and, and working on some some articles and some new content. So definitely I've gotten a kind of a sneak peek of, of you guys and you know teams huddled around laptops putting out content and writing stuff. So definitely I've seen from your guys' social media posts and emails and things like that, you guys are constantly putting stuff out. So if if nothing else, I would I'm assuming you'd like to get people on the email list as well and 
Bill, Bill Carteau is a good character to follow on uh, Twitter as well. I've enjoyed following him and seeing what he's putting out there. He, he puts a good face behind the plastics industry, it seems. So, Well, I appreciate you guys sitting down with me this afternoon. Now it's afternoon. Uh, and obviously, thank you for a great uh, fall meeting. I definitely enjoyed it and think a lot of people got a lot, a lot out of it. Um, hopefully, you guys listening will definitely follow the Plastics Industry Association and follow along on email and social and, and at least check out what they're doing. There's definitely some good resources for companies of all types. I think one thing you guys got the word out pretty well about was no matter where you are on the supply chain, if you're making plastics, buying plastic, selling plastic, you're three steps above the supply chain, selling to people that are in plastics, you can be involved somehow and, and make a difference. So I've I'm assuming that's a good talking point for what you're trying to get out there. Um, but I've definitely no definitely noticed that this week, and you, I think you guys do a great job. So thank you guys for sitting down this morning, and hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you at the next meeting. Thank you. Thank you.